Welcome to another Music Ally Focus with me, Music Ally's editor, Joe Sparrow, and this time we're welcoming Matt Welsh of the British metalcore band While She Sleeps and one of their fans, Oliver Smith, who's a member of the band's Patreon subscription, Sleep Society. We'll be talking about their innovative and award-winning member society that has created a sustainable income for the band, which they've reinvested in their music and careers. And we ask how other artists can do something similar. Now, what is this focused podcast? Well, Music Ally provides an analysis-rich and contextual guide to the music business. And each of these focus episodes analyzes one meaningful music business story at a time. The podcast is also going to be pretty quick. It'll last the same amount of time as Jayanth Reddy of India could hypothetically break 700 concrete blocks by the method of roundhouse kicks. He broke 34 in one minute in 2012, a record that I'm sure Jean-Claude Van Damme is aching to better. Now, talking of breaking things, While She Sleeps has broken the mould a little bit with its fan support community. The self-managed band launched their Patreon-powered Sleep Society in 2020, and it's been a big success. It's tightly integrated with their 2021 album of the same name, has provided them with money to continue uh, working in a time where they couldn't tour, and has won the Heavy Metal Award for innovation recently. Sleep Society is a fan subscription model which gives the band's community access to the band's inner workings at a number of different payment tiers, and it gives the fans in return exclusive perks, uh, a quite extensive set of exclusive perks, and they include things like members-only gigs, open house days, and asking fans to help provide and create lyrics for their songs. So we wanted to get both uh, a member of the band and one of those fans onto the podcast to talk about the society from each of their perspectives, what it provides them, and what they get out of it. So let's go over to Matt and Oliver now. So we're very happy to welcome to the podcast uh, Matt from the band While She Sleeps and Oliver Smith, a member of the band Sleep Society. Before we start, though, it, it, one question that I've been asking people a lot recently, um, just to get a sort of um, a bit of context for the people we're speaking to. Matt and Oliver, what is your favourite piece of music? And uh, Oliver, I, I'm, I'm guessing which way that might go with you, but let's start with you, Matt, then. Do you have a favourite piece of music um, that you... Would you say a favourite piece of music right now or a favourite piece of music in general? Right now, yeah. Right now, my favourite piece of music is a song called Sans Soleil by uh on Fire, which is one of their new songs. Uh, it's quite a nice story from what I'm aware of it. It's uh, it's heavily um, sort of fronted by Dallas Green, who's the guitarist and sort of clean vocalist in the band. But it was written by the other guitarist and then he, who also sings in the band. And he wrote this song and then said, I want you to sing it all to the other guitarist, which is, I think is a really nice, a really nice sort of situation. And the song's beautiful. It's, um, it's, it's a, but I've loved that band forever, and there's a lot of similarities. We're quite influenced by them. There's a lot of similarities in the sort of type of band they are, and uh, and this is a real like return to power song for them. I think it sort of goes back to a little bit of what they were doing maybe ten years ago, and it's just beautiful, beautifully well done. I think I've listened to it every day for like the past two weeks. Well, that's a good sign. I'll link to it mm. uh, next to the podcast, and uh, listeners can yeah, listen to do it, it too. Right, Great, thank you. And uh, Oliver? Yeah, well, it's a little predictable, but uh, it has only just come out, but um, it's called The Long Way Home by Washi Sleeves. It's, for me, like, I, I didn't think I'd be listening to proper 
has piano kind of proper ballad from from sleeves and uh, it's kind of stuff that as myself a pianist uh, i was really hoping they would delve somewhat into the kind of aspects and the fact that it's such a cool kind of mashup of all the songs off the the kind of rest of the album almost kind of uh, almost coming into one kind of kind of way um and um some of the harmonies from uh kind of the, the start and end are just so empowering and honestly like when you go on a walk or something um just full volume in the ears it's just it's just so powerful it just kind of just keeps you going kind of feel so it's such a such a great yeah, kind great. of vibe well, thanks, i'm thanks so, i'm so glad to hear that because i haven't heard anyone talk about the the record that just came out yet or not had anyone's responses to it and that song basically like two or three things you said in there are exactly what we wanted that song to do, but we didn't, you never know if the message is going to connect. So you noticing that it's all the songs, because it's not super obvious, and also saying it's for that is absolutely perfect. That means it well, works. And <laughs> so thank you, Oliver, and we'll link to it uh, next to this podcast. But also that kind of brings us very neatly on to what we're talking about here, which is the relationship between fan and artist and, and these kind of enhanced relationships where you can get very perceptive feedback, perhaps, from fans. So let's take a step back first then. And uh, Matt, let's start with you. Um, w- what is the the Sleep Society and w- what does it offer to fans? And why did you set it up and when? We had this conversation years ago where we'd say we've got hundreds of thousands of followers and subscribers and people uh, who are like paying attention to the band on social media and things like that. Yeah, like yet financial side of being in a band and the financial side of the music industry is a real struggle and like we've spent we've been about 16 almost 17 years and it definitely took 12 to 15 of those years before we were at any kind of position where people were moving out of their houses or buying houses or renting property and, and really taking their lives to like a the sort of step you should be doing in your late 20s or like if you are it's like the the confusing uh dilemma by between saying yes i'm a musician for my career but actually whether being a musician is actually paying enough to give you a career that you can justifiably say is that so we had this idea we said we've got all these people if we if we got a pound off each one of these people our entire life would change like and it's that power of the the power of a large group, not having to do a huge amount each, but having a massive effect on the other end. So, and we always had this idea, but once upon a time we were talking about this idea where maybe you are a subscriber, you become part of this thing and you pay a fee and that's how to get our music and we don't release it normally. And then we were, we were always trying always in debate really about how to do it because you don't want to do it and it cut off your audience. You don't want to say you have to be doing this because it's, it's an unorthodox way to release music doing it like that. So we've always tried to find a way to do it half and half, which is when we got to this latest record, we said, what if we, what if the record is called the sleep society? And we actually had this name years ago. And we're like, that's what it should be. It's this, like, we wanted to make this quiet, culty, like, secret society members club where we could sort of, we've got this amazing fan base, like I was saying. How do we sort of, like, put some walls around it and say, this is it. We're putting it in in one space. 
And and that's where we got to, which is that we'll do this. And let's explain to people as clearly as possible that you listen to your music on streaming platforms on so so you carry on using that. That can't really change because that's it's a really good thing as well as a tough situation royalty right royalty wise for, for bands. So we'll keep people using that. But let's explain to people that if you want to if you want to support a band and keep enabling them to make music that can be on those streaming platforms, then support that band. And for years we talked about how buying merchandise was so important because it had a direct influence on whether the band could afford to make records. But there's something a bit fast fashion about that and a bit not so green about you having to buy a t-shirt so someone can go into the studio. So we sort of said, what if we, what if we, turn what well, we really focus our attention onto this and make this subscription service but offer people like a huge amount of stuff offer people just an absolute what, what do you like, offer what sort of things you put into that sort of the tier so, of service so it starts with like just more content than you would see on social media so more deeper deeper dives into the making of music uh into like what goes on on tour all that kind of behind the scenes world and then it goes a step further than that so we do a load of live streaming stuff from the studio we we're constantly giving out ideas of things that are being made and thing and asking for asking for the members opinions on whether we should use this or use that when we were actually making the record we were we were making t- alternative versions of sections of songs and then letting them decide um so they're having a direct influence on the record we do uh, like tutorials and classes about each member's individual strong points and skills um we did a big open day we have a warehouse space in sheffield and we did a big open day here where each member was doing workshops on their area and then we were recording gang vocals with all the members that go on the record so they're actually they're actually sort of singing on the record with us in the record yeah 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 and then we've started doing members only shows so people can be signed up and that gives you access to to claim a ticket for free to come to a like a smaller event which which we're looking to we're looking to actually make those into uh, a thing where members can basically like pick the set lists for these shows so the members only shows are a different type of show than we do normally and they're the songs that we wouldn't necessarily play at a big show, but when we do these small members-only shows, um, the set list is actually curated by the people funding it. Um, right. How did you, how, before we come over to you, um, Oliver, to find out what you what you get out of it, Matt, how did you communicate this? Because the, the central idea of being able to say to fans, hey, really, we need your support in... You may not know this, but streaming doesn't pay as much money as we would like, and we sort of would like you to support us in a different way. Obviously, then you you describe what comes, what follows that. But sure. how do you go about commu- communicating that, and what was the initial reception like? So the initial way of doing it, we sort of explained that this is how it is, and that you essentially have to sort of sell the rights to your music in order to make an amount of money to live off which is a really like is a really backwards way in my eyes of uh of like how creativity works and we just sort of broke it down to this idea of completely cutting out the middleman and saying you 
if you like this band, then so essentially pledge, become a patron of us, become, and then we'll deliver all this stuff. And it's this, it's basically as simple as saying, this is how to make sure this band continues because it becomes directly funded by its audience mm. without any sort of weird funnel or chain. So, Oliver, let's come to you then. You, you obviously found out about it through, uh, I guess, social media or email or you know, something like that. So you became, you, you, you signed up through Patreon, I think initially on a, uh, one of the simpler supporter tiers, then you've upgraded to one of the, the bigger tiers, which gets more access and more fun stuff, I guess. So can you, well, first of all, what appealed to you about this, this, this enhanced form of support? And what do you get out of it? Well, yeah. So um, I think it was it was like November 2020, I think, and like I I got into quite a few bands like a few months before then, and kind of started to understand a bit more about how kind of musicians look at you know revenue streams, all that kind of stuff, and just kind of like things, just to kind of just more curiosity kind of thing. And then I saw that sleeps on the on, on the Instagram and YouTube they were talking about this. They just liked it. And I thought, oh, I, I really like their music and uh, kind of seen them live a few times and you know, I really felt their energy. I thought, you know, this is kind of essentially a, a, a way of supporting them in a way. I feel like, I don't think they were, they were just pushing it in terms of like, oh, give us money because you know, we need it kind of thing. I just kind of felt like it, this is just a bit extra. They don't have to do this. They could just, you know, make a lot of money in different ways uh, put together. They don't you know, have to, to and they, they could have just put out, you know, a, a few boring things every week rather than actually doing it. Um, so it's kind of why I thought, well, I'll start on one of the lower tiers. You know, it's, it's really not that much for the amount of content I was getting. And it was it was really cool getting the little behind the scenes stuff, um, seeing like how music videos were made and kind of like weekly updates and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, okay, this is quite cool. I feel like I'm, I'm more of a fan now uh, and I feel like I'm a bit more integrated into, into what kind of what goes on it as a musician in, in a way. Again, that kind of increased curiosity. Um, and then kind of January of this year, um, I kind of thought, you know what, this band has, for me, has done a lot in terms of the amount of content they've put out. Um, you know, they, again, they don't have to do this. They don't have to do this as well as they're doing. Um, and I just thought, you know, let's go, let's go up to the, to the highest tier and just see, you know, see what happens. Um, you know, if, if I don't like it, I can go back down. You know, it's fine. At the end of the day, you're part of the you're still supporting them regardless of the level. Um, and honestly, it's one of the best decisions I made because I, I straight away, I felt like, uh, I, I didn't just feel like a fan. I just felt like someone who's part of their journey and, and the amount of stuff that I got in like the first few weeks and like um, like some of the stuff like, um, like hearing like demos of old songs that in some cases I actually thought maybe were better or maybe worse or just interesting because again, it's that curiosity of, how musicians make their stuff and again the instrumentals as well were really cool to to be able to hear like how certain instruments have a bit more room when you can just hear the little intricacies of that so it was sort of the the, the action of actually subscribing it was it, you know as much as as much as the the extra stuff you got which is always great for fans of, of band it was it was as much the the action of subscribing that made you feel closer that you felt like you were you were you weren't just being rewarded with like, okay, you give me this, I'll give you that, but it actually brought you closer to the band. Yeah, I, I just felt like they 
as much as I was subscribing to them, they were allowing me to subscribe to them. And it was a, it was a two-way thing. Like they didn't have to do this at all. Um, like stuff like the Open Day, for instance, like they didn't have to do that, like at all. Like they they could have just kept it online, kept it normal, and, and you know some of the the stuff that they've been doing. They, they they didn't have to do it as well as they're doing. So I feel like as much as we are subscribed to them, they're almost subscribed to us in a way because they they respect us not only just because of what they give us and what they you know what the kind of content we get, but they, they there's an understanding there. I think that. We know what we're doing and they know what they're doing, but we know for each other it's helping. Um, and I think it's quite cool how open they are with that. They're not just kind of like saying, oh, well, no, let's just do this. They're actually explaining it. So yeah, I feel like just actually just being part is just so cool. And, and has it has it brought a sort of connectivity between you and other fans? Has it has it enhanced that part as well? Oh yeah. Sure. So um one of the things that we have is the Discord server for all the members, and like, it's enabled me to actually meet a lot of people from like shows and stuff. And it's quite fun because I'll, you know, like wait in line for the show where the doors are open, and I'll see people like, oh hi, I recognise you, I recognise you, whatever. And like, it's the coolest thing because at the end of the day, like, we're just all fans, but we're not like we're part of this group and this movement in a way. But we we are all on the same level, and like. The fact that we can just, you know, I see it all the time in Discord or whatever, just something like people will just say, oh, how's, how's people's days going? Or, you know, anyone wants to chat or whatever. And it's so cool that it's, it's just there. Like, I, I didn't have any of that before. I didn't really connect with places in that way. Um, so it was such a cool thing to be able to just, like, just speak to people on, on the same level. No, it does sound great. And one final thing before we jump back over to Matt. Do, do you, is this the only thing you sort of subscribe to in this way? Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, but I just feel like because of how well these guys do it, I just I don't think anyone else can do it as well. So I'm kind of like, I, I just want them to be the people I'm subscribing to because they just do it so well. Great. Thanks, Oliver. Well, Matt, very gratifying for you to hear all that, uh, I imagine. Yeah, um, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> validation of what you've done for the last two years. Now, one of the let's talk about that relationship a bit more because one of the th- you are self-managed as a band, right? Which I guess gives yeah. you the flexibility to do this sort of thing, or at least maybe speeds the process up a little bit. Um, yeah. And one of the key things that artists want at the moment, whatever their contractual relationships are, is that they want an enhanced direct-to-fan relationship. And mm-hmm. it, it, this is, it, in that sense, a very direct-to-fan relationship. You, you're, you don't only own the data on your fans in terms of, like, you know who they are, but you know what they want and they contribute to what you're doing. So it's very, very... Um, strong direct relationship um and you know as you've both said you're both getting something out of it the benefits for Oliver are clear right and, and and for you as well it sounds pretty clear you know but what might this model bring you in the future now because it seems fairly established yeah so I mean that's a really interesting question because we the initial uh project was how to financially stabilize the band so that we can make better decisions about our career and not make not make the decisions about our future based on money. We didn't want to have to be in positions as a band where we're like, okay, we have to go and play those extra shows because we need the money. When we know from touring like excessively that it can damage people's mental health, it can damage people's actual health. And we've, we've had a lot, been through a lot of situations like that as a band where we said, can you imagine if we 
could make conscious decisions based on whether we should be doing that for our own creative outlet versus uh, financial gain. And that was the beginning of the project. And now we, we kind of, the way we sort of explained it to a lot of other people is we said, we're going to test this model out. We don't know if this is the answer of how the music industry should change. And what I have learned is that this won't work for everyone at all because you have to have a you have to have a real work like a real driven work ethic and you have to really care about more than just making music we care about the connection and that kind of thing and so what, what is that what, just to dig into that there you've put your finger on something important that it won't work for everybody so but it works mm-hmm. for you because is it because you as a band have the independence of being self-managed or is it because you have a strong work ethic or do you know what the fans it's, want or do you have someone who is whose job in the band if you like is to to do all this stuff on patreon or? so we so we learned a few years ago or quite a few years ago that everyone in the band fills a certain area of the of the, the project sean the other guitarist he is the primary songwriter and he's the internal producer of the band then myself, I'm I'm the manager, and I do the the running of the the, the logistics and that kind of stuff. Uh, Sav, the drummer, he does graphics and he does merchandise. The bass player makes our music videos, and he's a video guy. And Lars, the singer, is is responsible for who we take on tour and ideas, and making sure he's he's the guy who we send on the press trip, and he goes and he goes and sort of flies the flight for the rest of us while we're all almost in an office and we learned that and I think that is different to some bands anyway just sort of acknowledging that we are a business as well as well as a band but those things really made us realize that we have we have quite a lot to share collectively we have five different skill sets in different areas and sort of being crash test dummies of throwing all your eggs in a basket of moving to a subscription model and saying can a band survive fueled by their fans in on a subscription model and we and if this works for us then we we are we're an open book for any other band or any other creative and to jump in here if you're finding this podcast useful and you want more of this kind of in-depth news and trusted analysis waiting for you in your email inbox every morning as well as access to all of Music Ally's industry-leading reports and so on, head on over to musically.com slash subscribe. And don't forget, if you're an indie label, you're an artist manager, you're an employee of a CMO or a publisher, you, yes you, might be eligible for one of our sponsored complimentary subscriptions as well. So head on over to musically.com slash subscribe to see if you can get it. Okay, let's go back to the podcast. In terms of, I don't need exact numbers from you, of course, if you if you don't want to share them, um, but in in how does it how has it changed your income mix? Because you know before let's say before um, the, the pandemic, you'd have had a percentage that would have come from streaming, a percentage that would have come from live, percentage from merchandise. How has that been that mix been affected by this subscription model? Um, I think it has changed merchandise a little bit. People have we like actively explain to people that there's three ways to support the band. One of them is the like three most direct ways. Top one is joining Sleep Society. That is coming direct to us and we're putting it back into making music, making content and continuing the band. The second one's merchandise and the third one's live. Um, and all, what it's really done is we've not, I mean, 
we've actually not taken personally we haven't taken anything from society we've actually put it all into the project so we've hired we have two full-time members of staff who one of us is filming and editing content basically all the time um and one of them is doing like customer service admin um and he's he's also our tour manager on the road so we me and him spend a lot of time and what what it's done is it's just changed the so the finances from sleep society pay for the warehouse which is where we are all the time. That's our that's our, our hub. Uh, it pays for the guys we have hired. It pays for our accountant uh, to make sure we pay taxes and re- remain legit. And and it it the goal was to try and cover the the costs of the the project that just existing. And then now we we've separated it. So the money that that is made from performance goes back into performance. So now instead of we're performing to go uh right well we need to play this gig so that i can pay my phone bill and my rent instead now we are we we want to put that money back into the show so we we're going okay would it be healthier for us to tour on a bus not in a van or would it be better to put some money into production would that make the shows bigger could that grow the project uh would it be helpful to have a drum technician do you know what i mean it's it's about putting the money into correct areas making better having, making better art to go to the and fans just better area. choices yeah and having mm. more freedom to to do it so oliver you'll you'll be you're sort of fueling but also a recipient of these better choices um you know let's talk about the stuff you you receive in terms of what you get back from it again with that in mind you one thing that a lot of fans say they want at the moment is authenticity they want to feel like they're connected um, to the band now here we are on a on a on a zoom call uh, talking all together you know this is perhaps something you perhaps uh, you wouldn't have had 15 years ago 10 years ago with your favorite artist so w- what's what is that like in terms of a fan experience in terms of the authentic connection you have with the artist and why is it important uh, yeah i think i think it's incredibly important because like i think at the end of the day I think a lot of people when when they go to concerts, especially for headlines and stuff, whatever, they're like for us, these guys are our heroes. These are these are like these are people that are larger in life, they're up on the stage, you know, playing the songs that we love. And there is sometimes you go to bands and you do kind of feel a bit of a disconnect because you're kind of thinking like, oh well, they're they're saying the same things that they're gonna say everywhere, all that kind of stuff. And you and you kind of feel like, okay, cool, I at least got to see them. That's great. I think what those do really well and the connection they have is that there are, there are sometimes that I kind of just forget that these guys are my heroes and these guys are like people that I'd, I'd want to see every single day. And like, so like, so for instance, when I was like at the open day, I, I remember just chatting to us, the singer and, and just chatting to him like, like a normal person. And I was just like, this guy is responsible for some of my favorite songs of all time, uh, you know, singing or whatever. And, and I'm kind of like, I'm just chatting to him like he's like a mate. And I just think that level kind of you know, down to earth level is, is just so awesome that, again, they, they just do that because they, they want to. I do think there's a genuine like feeling for them to be like, right, I think these guys think we're above them, we're these icons, but actually we're not. We're just, we're just musicians and doing our job. And this is our job as well, helping make sure the fans know that. And I do feel that. And so is what you're buying in a sense sort of 
it sounds a bit crass to say you're buying the relationship, but are you buying the sort of the, 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 the trust within a relationship where you sort of say, well, look, you know, the band is saying, well, like, I know you're supporting me and you really mean it. And we're really grateful to have you here. And the flip side is that you're you're sort of in this nicer dynamic with the, an enhanced dynamic with the with the artist. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I, to be honest, I, n- I never really think about, like, I never really think about it like, oh, I'm just supporting them. I just feel like I'm just part of this this movement with them together in a way. I, I never really feel like it. There's never a point in me that goes, all oh, right, I'm, this amount is going out this month. Oh, cool. I, I never think of it like that. It's, it's just like, a, yeah, it's, it's just a relationship, really. It's, it's not, the, the, the money aspect side of it doesn't, never really registers because of, of how they do it. It's It's never... I think because there's a level of understanding there, uh, and they specifically explain they're not shying away from the reasoning from it. So I'm kind of like, okay, cool. So I don't have to care about that. I'm just, I'm just having fun. I think um, that's like that's awesome that it feels like that. But I think it's the same with us. The way I kind of feel connected in a cool way, and I, I I don't like to think of it as like, well, the people who are subscribed are like they're more of a valid fan than the person who is just listening on Spotify because it doesn't work like that. You don't, you, all levels of support count. It's just what you are, what you're able to, to do. But I kind of see it as the, I feel like everyone who's in sleep society is almost like a shareholder. So it's like now making things as a band, I feel like we have this like panel or like panels for the wrong word, but I have this group who we feel really, really safe with to share more than we would do on social media. And they're like, they're, they're really in control and involved where like, I feel like they, they own, they own their portion of the band because they are directly funding it. So I kind of feel like we can put those things out and say, Hey guys, what do you think about this? Do you think this is where we should take the sound? Like, and it helps us, like steer the ship in a way in the same way like a a charity would have trustees or something like that it feels like that kind of dynamic but with the audience how far can you push the society conceptually in terms of what you give to fans and how you involve them but also perhaps how far can you push it in terms of how many of your what percentage of your fan base will be a member i think there is a real future for it and i think we're learning we're learning a lot about what people want from it just, just doing this is really helpful. Hearing what Ollie gets from it, um, but in terms of like proportion of people, one of the things that I've learned is that what you're actually doing here is your anyone who is a member is actually making it is making it possible for everyone who's not a member to be a regular fan. And our following, say, there's we have fifteen hundred members but we have 300,000 Instagram followers, you're like, you're less than 1%, but that 1% is making it po- making it possible for the other 99%. And I think that angle actually is really interesting because that to me says that that 1% are, are our most loyal diehard supporters and they make it possible for everyone else. But everyone else might have someone else who's their diehard band and and it leaves those people free to support the thing that they like best in the world too and that for me makes me think that like this almost can work 
this can work for a lot of different people if you just support your one. It's not about you having 10 subscriptions on the go at the same time because look at the cost of living and all those kind of things. I'm subscribing to a few people that I really like. And I I think that's what it's about. It's about the the core audience making it possible for everyone else. Then the growth in income for the band can come from other places. That can come from performance or... Uh, it can come from us being able to make wiser decisions in the way that we do the music. So now we've we've done in in the past we've had multiple record deals where we've signed away the rights to our music. Now we're doing distribution deals and we're retaining the rights because we don't necessarily need to take an advance to fund the making of the record. The members can fund the patron the making of the record and we can retain the rights for it. So. We, but we would have never been in a position where that's possible because we would have needed £100,000 to make music videos and an album and live for the time it takes. So, But it, that's the shift, and that's possible by, by literally less than 1%. Hmm. And then, same thing to you then, uh, Oliver, really. What, what are the things... I know you're very satisfied with what you're getting at the moment, so I'm not sort of saying, you know, what else do you want? But what, where could you see this as a fan developing? You know, as a sort of, you've, you've talked about the, 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 the increased relationship you've got with the band, but also other fans. You've talked about the really interesting stuff you get. Where, where else could it go in terms of your support and what you get out of it? Um, maybe, like, I guess, because I feel like at the moment, maybe a lot of the members are... Are very aware of, of of why this kind of platform exists and why why what we're supporting, but maybe be like made a bit more aware of exactly what our support is is giving the band in a way. Maybe because I feel like as 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 much as it's kind of two sides of things, all the content I think is great, and I think um, like how they're starting to look at more kind of in person stuff, a bit more exclusive exclusivity, and that kind of idea. I think that's quite cool to kind of increase that. But maybe kind of. If you had a bit more, like if all the members kind of had a bit more of an idea of exactly, obviously not from the specific numbers or anything, but you know, kind of an idea of of where the support is going. Obviously, I think a lot of people probably have, could guess and have an understanding. And obviously, we all know roughly how how, how the music industry works, or at least you know have a, have a decent idea. Um, but maybe like having that more explicitly mentioned, I feel like could be quite cool because then maybe it might. Look at people getting more people coming into it, kind of having a bit more of an understanding of where their support is going at the same time as understanding the content. Again. It's just nice telling people how it is and explaining to people where your support's going. And I, I, I love being like, you know, just just finding out the reality of well, oh, that costs that much to do this. That's like, you you have those numbers of your own life. It's interesting to find out those for the other people's. And I really like sharing that kind of information. So, yeah, that's something really cool. Rather than saying join to get this content, say join because this is what your money does. That's a, that's a really cool angle. Yeah, it's, it's a transparency. It seems to be something that people desire across all levels of society at the moment, but um, it, it, particularly around fandom. Uh, mm. People seem to be getting enhanced uh, fun out of that, don't they? Which is great. Well, look, thanks ever so much, uh, Matt and Oliver, for joining us. Uh, really, really fascinating to hear the, the two sides of that. And I'll put links to the society and uh, some examples of what you've been doing and uh, what people have been saying about it uh, next to the podcast, as well as your songs. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Ollie.
much appreciated. Thanks for your, thanks for your support, Ali. It means the absolute world. And Joe, thanks for sharing it and uh, hopefully helping spread the word about it. So if you found that useful, please share this podcast on with someone else who you think will get something out of it. And if you'd like to continue the conversation with me, please do email me. Uh, it's joe at musically.com. That's joe, J-O-E, at musically.com. If you would like to stay in touch with Music Ally, we have a free weekly email called The Knowledge, which arrives in your inbox every Friday with a wet thump and rounds up a soupson of the best analysis, news, marketing insight, and skills, all pulled from Music Ally's wider service. So sign up and impress your boss. Links are in the description, along with everything we mentioned in the podcast, as always. Well, that's it. Uh, thank you ever so much, as always, for joining us here on the Music Ally Focus podcast. And from me, Joe Sparrow, Music Ally's editor, farewell. <laughs>